Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode eight of the podcast. And today we're going to talk all about alcohol and, of course, in relation to your health. So how it impacts your hormones, your metabolism, your performance in the gym, all of that good stuff. So hopefully this will be a very interesting um, episode. I mean, I don't think any of us are big drinkers, are we? No, right currently anyway <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah let's yeah. not talk about the uh, past <laughs> yeah um i'd say yeah before i guess when you're when you're younger you know you're not you're not thinking about the impact you're just having fun i guess well, if you can yeah, call it and but... to be fair you know i there's a time and place for it in that mm-hmm. sense socially i don't think health-wise it's yeah good yeah, yeah. but like when you're young, the social interaction that comes with going out drinking. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to go out drinking. Some people are great not drinking. You know, sort of cultural. I grew up in slightly different for that. You know, like yeah, you know, yeah. especially I grew up in relatively rural location. My town has some. I think at one point have the most pubs per <laughs> a person. You know, there's a lot of pubs. Yeah, uh, but they were centre of the community, so. Yeah, and some of them date back to the 13th century and stuff. So, you know, um, for me, though, like now, I'm, I'm, you know, very much a social drinker. I don't mm-hmm. drink at Very rarely drink at home. I might have one drink, if, you know, because cat often will have, a, like, a glass of wine or something in the evening. Yeah. Um, I, I tend not to, except for maybe on the Friday, I might join up for a drink. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I'm not really a drinker unless it's a social event. Yeah, and then I can still hold my own in that sort of situation if I go down and visit my old rugby club you know I will <laughs> so, literally it's a different story <laughs> yeah drink, drink you know drink yeah. my body weight but it's not saying particularly not that I don't you know I enjoy the social aspect rather than just drinking yeah. some people actually like alcohol like wine like drink I like the social interaction mm-hmm. more than the actual drinking probably yeah. yeah well I mean I obviously don't drink right now but even before um, yeah it's more uh, like if we'd go out maybe it was like count the number of times we drink a year just because I hate how it makes me feel afterwards same um, and yeah my youth I wasn't a big drinker but yeah I think you just go out and enjoy yourself and there's no way around it, like like you said, Annie, from a health perspective, alcohol is not good for you. But, you know, it's always, there's more there's more to life than just that. There's your, your social, your mental, your emotional health. So hopefully with this episode, you then make, and that's what we always want, like an informed choice. You know, you there's no way you can be like, oh, well, you know, I'm drinking this, it's good for me. Like, just, just no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Even that glass of wine a day, you know, it's not, you know, I think, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, red wine's yeah. good for you, but actually, no. So hopefully you'll, you'll have some, you know, you can deal with the facts 
And I know some people like to turn a blind eye to it um, because, and you know, and again, everyone is so different. Like some people will be able to see progress and, and handle drinking a little bit. Others, you know, depends where you are with your metabolism, your <coughs> hormones. You just, you know, you might just have to face that hard truth. Alcohol ain't going to be doing you no good. And, you know, if you're, know, a, uh, yeah. As a, as, you know, ethnic and cultural di differences on which alcohol enzymes people carry in their liver and stuff breaking down alcohol and there's a vast difference across you know global studies are showing how people actually handle different alcohols and different types of alcohol um you know as you're saying it's like it's never going to be healthy i suppose yeah. the flip side of that is sort of mental health aspect as well you know there's positives and, and negatives to alcohol there like you know one glass socializing could probably be quite good for your mental health and the flip side of that is you know being an alcoholic is very bad for your mental health yeah you know, <laughs> it's like chicken and egg a bit of, you know, whether it's a mental health causing the drinking or drinking causing mental health problem i'm sorry but, um yeah yeah. I was like, our dogs are having a game in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> they've, got an old, they've got an old sock. Um. Uh, hopefully it's an old sock. It might it might have been a new sock. Now it looks old. Well, I, I, think, well, yeah, they, well, probably, they, I think they stole it from the gym somewhere. Yeah, because I train barefoot and I take my socks off when I've warmed up. And they're like, oh, this is a nice sweaty one. If you to forget it, it's gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, I, I find that really interesting how, you know, when you you said you look across the world and like some people you know some you know t people tribes just don't have those enzymes to break down alcohol and just can't uh you know can't tolerate it and again like you know everyone is so different like i'm gonna metabolize alcohol differently from leon from you you know i'm a relatively short female you know my metabolism is probably not as you know as high as as you guys so my tolerance is going to be way less so it's you know, there's all these factors that go into it. But I guess we can just start with, I guess, more of the science, like what it actually does to you. And the bottom line is alcohol is a toxin. That's how your body views it. And, you know, it's a poison. When you drink it, your body's number one priority is to metabolize it and excrete it ASAP. And that is the job of your liver. Mm-hmm. So when you drink, the liver is going to put everything else it does on the back burner whilst it deals with metabolizing the alcohol. And that's where the issues happen, especially if you drink frequently. And, yeah. you know, even if you're drinking like a glass every day, that's still a lot of work on your liver. Still, yeah. And so, you know, keep well, that, that in mind. Worse. I did read, I did read mm. something once where you're better off binge drinking one day a week than you are drinking every day for your liver health. Because at least when you do it in one day, your liver just has to deal with it that one day. Yeah, it's going to be overworked. Yeah. But once it's out of the system, every day, you know, your liver's having to deal with something and you know, work to clear a toxin that's there every day rather than just a one-off event. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard of that too. And, you know, so if you are thinking of drinking, then, you know, make it, make it less frequent. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, we're not suggesting you go out binge drinking. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, 
But, yeah. you know, infrequent drinking is better for you than frequent drinking. And I think that's, you know, where a lot of people are like, oh, but I'm just having, you know, one, one. drink a day. That's okay. You know, it helps me chill out in the evening. And it's, you know, for you to find that, you know, is is it actually worth it? And, yeah, so when, when your liver is busy, you know, going through metabolizing and then excreting the alcohol, um, it, you know, the liver is really important as well in metabolizing estrogen. Um so if your liver is always busy dealing with alcohol, it's not going to be dealing with the estrogen. And this yeah. is where women will often, well, and men actually, will get, you know, sex hormone imbalances because your liver is not metabolizing, excreting that estrogen, which can then be uh, reabsorbed. Well, it kind of, yeah, it gets turned back into estradiol or it depends which there's different types of estrogens and then it's back in your body and that can cause estrogen dominance which has a whole host of symptoms so that's and you, yeah. you tend to see that a lot with say that we look at the extreme end the alcoholics yeah. there is you know looking at the average alcoholic and you know fat mass when we don't eat a lot like if you look at alcoholic and we don't eat a lot you know we can go into calories side of Mm-hmm. alcohol at some point but they are very much messed with their hormones where they, they find it very easy to put body fat on yeah despite eating very low calories yeah yeah well i think when so when when you drink and then you eat fatty food as well your body is mm-hmm. going to store it immediately so that that's you know again that that contributes to it and obviously when you are drinking you you make poorer food choices yeah. and you're generally heading towards well, that fattier food yeah you know, what's wrong with it yeah, i love a kebab yeah. <laughs> the kebab's all right they're the healthiest of the food it's when you're smashing that whole extra large pizza yeah and so your body is preferentially going to store it it's going to store it as fat so yeah and i mean also when you when you do drink a lot you can experience a degree of insulin resistance as well so mm. You know, and yeah. and it's it's just that cycle, isn't it? So the more body fat you have, which can produce estrogen, you know, it's kind of making that cycle even more vicious. Yeah. Leading well, to the thing more... with alcohol, uh, you know, your pancreas is having to work, your liver's overworking. You know, you're then cramming in fatty foods because yeah. you're suddenly really hungry because your hunger hormones are through the roof. Because your your liver's so busy dealing with everything else, they can't regulate certain things. And then, you, so your when your gallbladder's kicking off, you know your pancreas is kicking off, and your liver's you know not happy. So yeah, it's not an ideal situation to be in. Yeah, and uh, doesn't it also mess you know protein metabolism? So there's also that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like once yeah. the liver's being used for this, because to the liver, yeah, you got to think where alcohol, you know, alcohol originates from. It's like, you know, over fermented fruit that was laying on the floor where, <laughs> you know, hunter gatherers would pick it up and eat it and poison themselves. So the body, to the liver, it's oh, we've been poisoned. We have to stop everything else and deal with this life and death situation. Yeah, you know, which it thinks it thinks it's been poisoned. You know, the liver doesn't know. It's dealing with this big toxin influx. And, you know, 
all the other processes take a massive back seat. Protein synthesis, it's you know, what hormone metabolism, you know, and various other, you know, processes that you know we, we deal with day in, day out have to take a back seat. Hence why even if you don't drink a lot, you know, you don't necessarily have a hangover the next day, you can just feel knackered. It's because your body's just been doing other stuff and it leaves you feeling a bit but yeah, you know, just worn out, yeah, you know, all your vitamins are used up and everything else, yeah. And I mean the the the, the muscle protein synthesis is a big one if you are you know, going to the gym and you've got some serious yeah. physique, strength, aesthetic goals. So if you are doing all of that and you're like, oh, I'm not making any progress and you're drinking regularly, then you're going to have to have a long, hard look at your life. And, you know, because, you know, some guys, especially young guys, they can do both. I mean, maybe their, their, their performance yeah. <laughs> and everything would be more optimal if they didn't drink, but they can still make progress. Whereas, imagine, <laughs> imagine their gains if they didn't. It, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's no way about it. It is going to, it is going to impact your gains. It is. Um, but if you're okay with that and you know, you might, you might still see enough progress that that's okay for you. But if you're not, you know, and you're wondering like, what's going on, then look to look to your alcohol because yeah, it is going to, I mean, I don't think I've, maybe I have trained the next day and it's just, it's never a good session. Yeah, I've done it. Even in your youth. Oh yeah. No, I know in your youth you did, but like, how did you feel like after a, it, to be honest, it was one of those sessions just because it's planned. I had to do it, <laughs> not because I could. And it was, it, it's just bad. It's after you still feel like your hangover has a hangover. So it's, yeah. it's just a useless session, to be honest. It like, look, the thing, though, it's like looking back, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to have a hangover like me. I don't really get big hangovers. Like, yeah. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. I can do if I really do go out crazy. Yeah. But it very rarely happens nowadays. But you know, if I even if I drink a lot and it's a lot by anyone else's standards, not necessarily compared to some of the people I know, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you know, I will feel fine like as in no hangover the next day. But there's this general fatigue feeling fatigue, yeah. <laughs> and like you always go because I probably had a late night, but actually it's more than that, it's just like your body's just a bit worn out. Feels like yeah, you you need a deload week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, but yeah, ready to just have a rest this week. And I often go to the gym after a night out, and it's more just to try and stay active. But the fact is, because otherwise you just easy to veg around all day. But and eat, yeah. Um, and eat, yeah. That, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're vegging around and you're <laughs> tired, then you like, oh, I want to eat stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, I find so for it. me, I, yeah, I'm not a big hangover guy. I'm just, but I feel my body feels like it's just worn out. Yeah, mm. and then also like appetite, it really messes. I found it messed with ah, my appetite. Yeah. I get even, so hungry. Yeah, even when I was younger, it. it I guess it de- it depends when when I had heavy nights, I would be very hungry. But if I had where, just a few drinks and nothing crazy. I'd, I'd not be hungry. It, it, it was yeah. that. It was that weird where. You know, it's, it's it just kills my appetite. You wake up with that sort of hollow feeling yeah. in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you know you ate last night, but you're like, oh, I'm so hungry this morning. And you don't want to eat oh. your usual sort of healthy well, options. Well, because there's a big hole. Where something needs <laughs> yeah, filling. Yeah, like big fry and, up. Know, yeah. 
And then you know, like a healthy breakfast, that's not going to fill that hole. But no. <laughs> I guess I, I was reading, uh, which is something, uh, well, when you drink, you pee a lot. And mm. it's almost like minerals and, oh, uh, you know, it's just getting rid of... Oh, yeah. um, Dehydration is, I mean, that's what your hangover yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Electrolytes, all yeah. that going out. And the, um, what I was reading is like, it's mostly the vitamin C gets affected. And that's why it's like a craving. And you hear a lot of people with the myth where it's like, oh, I just wanted to have a Fanta or an orange juice. or. Really? And I was just reading. I don't, it's well, there's, a massive, yeah, there's a massive vitamin C deficit um, mm. post-drinking. Yeah. And... One of the I best things you can do is just take loads of vitamin C if you want to cure a hangover and electrolytes. But yeah, yeah, the fact is, it is from like literally you churn through because vitamin C is used for detoxing. Mm-hmm. You know, the liver the heavy uses it, so you use up your stores of vitamin C. I mean, like everything else, like as you said, you know, it's a diuretic. Yeah. So you're, you're weighing a lot. And then you're getting, you know, that's why people get headaches because yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't drink enough water. And something I've always done, actually, after any night of drinking, I will drink uh, probably a litre of water before bed. Mm. Always have. Mm. Now I would probably add an electrolyte to that. When I have done over in recent years, I had electrolytes before bed, so I feel better the next morning. But still, I still feel a little Yeah, yeah you like, still. <laughs> but that, I think yeah. that is a good tip. If you are going to drink, Hydrate and remember not just water, but you know, get in your electrolytes. Either get in your oral rehydration salts or some coconut water, some salt. You know, chug that before bed. It will help. That's why your food choices are poor as well, because you want salty food. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like something that's like full of salts and stuff, and that's purely because your your electrolytes are. Yeah, you've lost so much body salts because you know. Think about, you know, picture like, you know, you've been drinking a lot, you're going to the bathroom a lot, you're dancing, you're sweating, it's yeah, a hot yeah. club potentially, you know, I haven't been to a club for <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a hot club. But I imagine they're hot, you yeah. know, it's hot, it's a discotheque. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's but made like, that um, for a yeah, reason. So it's, it's really sort of, you know, yeah. what, you know hot and, and then you yeah. finish and you're like, oh, from, you know, like you, you've ran a marathon, you know, you just want salty, something salty. And you look around, what's your choices? Yeah, Chips. burger vans, kebab shops, pizzas, yeah, yeah. you know. Because they, they... Obviously, Kenya's a little bit different because there's not actually too many food choices open late. No. So you have but to, like... but yeah, you'll just get what the bar sells. It's still a business, so you will yeah. get those choices anyway. Yeah, so just keep that in mind, like... I'll always have rehydration salts after yeah. a drink. And also, you know, if you want, have a protein shake, you know, because of that muscle protein synthesis is going to be dampened. So you might as well get in some protein. For every it... beer, have a protein <laughs> shake. <laughs> Just carry that with you. Your tummy will be, will, will be the one suffering. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're hardcore, do that. But when you get home, you know, have some electrolytes, and if you want, have a have a protein shake. And because yeah. again, like the choices you go for is fat and carbs, generally not mm. protein. Well, unless yeah, kebab. yeah, I guess. Well, I, I love a kebab. See, kebab I've always thought was the best. <laughs> like, I even eat them now. Like as, yeah. if I'm gonna have a takeaway choice, it's I that. usually go for like a shish, like a grilled chicken that's not, shish. That's kebab. really not bad. Yeah. And with salads, is that yeah. well? That's my point. Yeah. Except that's... for yeah, when you get a large portion of chips to go with it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Never mind. Down, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, the point is when you, you know, sober Andy would just have a chicken kebab. 
Yeah. They're saving. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, John Candy would probably go, I'll have a super large kebab. <laughs> What's your biggest kebab? Yeah, I'll have that one. And then with the largest portion of chips, we'll, we'll down the street going, But I guess, yeah, when it comes to, it's just the same as any other day. You can actually plan for it. It's, if you know you're going to have a heavy night out. But it's where most people do not and find they drink on an empty stomach after you're eating crap. And that, I guess that's that's why your body just, you know, gets Fix. worse and worse the more you drink, especially if you if you're not conscious of your health and what's happening to your body. What? With clients, you know, especially like lifestyle clients, I will say enjoy your nights out occasion. You know, mm. Just don't over drink alcohol. Not Make every day. Good choices. Yeah, just what, but let me know prior, and then we can put a plan in place. Because mm. what I like is obviously protein modified fasts that morning to deal with the calories, mm. but also get like the training in in the morning. Yeah, have a lot of protein, so at least they get the benefit. You know, get a bit of protein synthesis before we start going out. You know, make sure we're well hydrated before we go out. Yeah. Make sure they've eaten something before we've got that, unless it's a meal. Yeah. If they're going out purely like, you know, clubbing or whatever, it's like different. But have a decent lunch with high protein, low carbs and fats. You know, we you know, protein more, you know, like big chicken salad or, mm-hmm. or something, you know, or some sort of chicken with some small, like, you know, small amount of potatoes and things, you know, just purely so you go out, you're not starving when you're out, at least you've eaten a decent meal that day. Yeah, you because know, the amount of times, you know, especially when you're younger, you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, your day gets away from you. you don't, you've been picking all day and suddenly you're out on a night out. You haven't had a proper meal all day. So the important thing is make sure you get your proteins in early. Yeah, you know, actually to be fair, a lot of my clients are Muslims, so you know, it's like, it's not a thing I have to worry about too often. Once yeah. I do, obviously I do a lot of, you know, Sikhs and, these who love a wedding yeah oh seems yeah wedding. <laughs> seems to be a wedding every week <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. so the same applies i'm like you know go get a really good breakfast if it's a wedding on the coast say Mombasa, go get some seafood for lunch mm-hmm. keep it nice and light but a lot of protein yes and enjoy your evening you, yeah you've you've even reminded me it's uh i remember a couple of years back when we'd go out a lot <laughs> it's just you know Why are you how you. At me? No, I'm just. Uh, I don't know if I've told you the story. I oh, probably don't have. But I wasn't. You told her everything. You're married now, Leo. I know. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I thought he was including me in the. We no, went no, no, out a lot. Uh, no, no, no. Like <laughs> with with friends and and I remember before nights out, we'd all do like a tablespoon of olive oil because, because there was this myth we read. You know, like it goes and lines up your tummy and makes like alcohol alcohol absorption less and i remember every night we had a <laughs> we had the olive oil at our friend's house and you'd be there chugging and you're like yeah tonight we're we're, we're going to you know like we're going to olive oil so i haven't <laughs> told you it should be sunflower oil or something. Yeah. <laughs> no but it's it's just crazy how many like There's for the probably, love of alcohol i know i know where that's come from yeah. i feel that's come from you know like the diet thing where if you want to slow down carb uptake have fats with it probably yeah it's... yeah we're just slightly miss miss science because obviously it's anything the higher the calories the slower the slower digestion is 
not, you know, just fill your stomach with olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Burberry probably do much the same. I always have Burberry. Yeah. <laughs> little pack of Burberry that goes on the desk. Yeah. Which, um, obviously, stops, you know, it's like metformin controls carb uh, glucose uptake. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was having this discussion with Kat the other day. I was like, I think it works by this, by coating, because I hear it's really good for digest uh, stomach health. I said, what I assume happens is it just sort of coats your stomach lining, the berberine, and it makes it harder for glucose to pass into the bloodstream. Yeah. That's what I think. Me- me- the mechanics of how it must work works because swallowing it and it's, studies have shown it's as good as metformin for controlling blood glucose mm. and I, I have it after every meal but I imagine it's probably quite useful for similar for alcohol <laughs> but the yeah. problem is with alcohol alcohol tends not to go well it can go to the stomach but you know it depends on what you're drinking what, yeah, yeah. Anything else because you know some of it just goes straight through you know straight through it's fine thin liquids you know it's like psh. i just thought when you were young you know it's better to drink on an empty stomach because then it's cheaper well <laughs> yeah. I hear that. we used to when, occasionally think like that when, we'll go give blood then go drinking oh yes. my gosh that, oh my gosh like the real when you're really body. yeah the problem is when you're younger you're feeling you know indestructible so you don't care if you if you've eaten if you've not eaten but you look for all the ways in which you can drink the most when you know probably just eating and uh hydration I mean, like inside you yeah, we, yeah but it's like i'm going to look for well, olive oil problem with having a good meal though if you're going to be sick you've got something to oh no yeah. Yeah. Oh, least with olive oil nothing's yeah, coming out nothing there's nothing much it's that's, just gonna be alcohol coming out yeah and I, and I think that's the problem with um a lot of frequent alcohol users there's always looking it's like fitness in general looking for the quick fix so you can always drink more when as long as it passes your mouth your body is going to take it as a poison and i think that's saying you, you, you touched on something there which is saying you know it's with clients well not necessarily with clients but with people talking about when we're talking about health and drinking they go oh, i'm just going to drink like vodka because it's got the lowest calories yeah and I'm like, it's great if that's what you want to do. Like, you know, I, you know, save from it. You know, vodka and diet coke. Yeah, low, low on the carb scale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but alcohol is still like, obviously nine calories per gram. You know, it's still gonna prevent everything else. Yeah. It's still gonna mess with your liver. You know, it. You can't get away from the fact it's not just about how many carbs are in the drink. Because it really doesn't actually, if you're having loads to drink, it really doesn't matter. If you're having a couple of drinks, yeah, it probably makes some sort of sense. Mm. If you're having a handful of drinks and you're not, you know, even like, it could be even one or two if you're not very good at dealing with alcohol, you know, it won't matter because your your, your liver's going to still be focused on that and, and won't then, be able yep. to do with everything else. And your insulin's not there to deal with any carbs you do have. You know, your blood glucose is still going to be high... Especially your fast blood glucose the morning after night drinking yeah. is going to be sky high. Ooh, I've, I've never actually, well. Yeah, I've never tried it either. I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Maybe one of you two can uh, do, t- yeah. t- test Well, I'll take my blood glucose monitor on holiday and if I have a. Yeah, day. yeah. That's the point, but I don't really. That's See, this thing. is great bit about being in my relationship because yeah. Catherine takes about two drinks and she's ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, she starts falling asleep after a couple yeah. of drinks. So I'm. I'm 
generally we never get to a point where I've drank. She's never seen me really properly drunk, you know, because she hasn't she never made it. Yeah. The same rate as she could, you know. So it's hard for me, but I will take it with me on holiday and if I have a couple of drinks. Yeah, I'm just, see, yeah, just see. Yeah. But it is it is so true because I think like, everyone's like, oh, um, you know, I'm just having my, you know, tequila or my, my vodka soda. But it's like, it's still the same thing. If you ask, if you are worried, well, not too worried, but if you are thinking about calories, then for sure, you know, that is going to be a lower calorie option than if you're having, you know, cocktails or beer or whatever. But mm. don't trick yourself into thinking that that's sort of healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, yeah, yes, you are better off going with a low calorie option as well, but it's not like a magic silver bullet for being healthy. No. It's, it's just not. I think, you know, the reality is, you know, you will still have to put all the problems talk about. Yeah. You know, yes, you have lower calories. And, you know, if you are sort of looking to lose weight, and it's important for you to have your social nights out and do that. And that's why I do, do have that conversation. So, yeah, you know, have something, you know, a spirit with a, a tall diet mixer. Because actually, something I found, because I drink a lot of rum and Diet Coke, mm. but, and I always say to them, put it in a tall glass so I can have more Diet Coke, because that yeah. will keep you relatively, you know, relatively hydrated. You know, because mm-hmm. well, with caffeine, that's a slight diuretic, the alcohol's diuretic, but. You know, in a taller glass, you get a bit more fluid in there. And I generally feel okay after drinking a lot of those because, you know, the alcohol to non-alcohol ratio is pretty decent. Yeah. But, um, but that's, again, you know, you're still, your liver still has to deal with it. So, yeah. you know, but you are in a slightly better spot if you're trying to lose body fat. And, and I think also with alcohol... Um, it's one of those things a lot of people fail to look at like uh, family history and not everyone will handle or deal with alcohol the same way some people you know there's history of maybe alcohol abuse and alcoholism and if you know that's there then you might want to you know hold back a bit and I guess that's that's where alcohol messes a lot of people because like when the podcast started we said everyone deals with it differently and it on top of affecting you physically it does also affect you mentally because it's a whole you know down regulating everything and it affects you know mood and and this is why i don't drink at home and it's one of the reasons i've been very mindful in my life you know dealing with you know relatively you know, complex PTSD type stuff. It's not wasn't ever too major with me, but I had, mm. you know, went to the therapist for it. I used to have terrible nightmares. I knew there's a slippery slope if I started drinking it. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you get people with addictive personalities that, yeah, and a lot of people in the fitness world, bodybuilders especially, have addictive personalities. It's all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy to slip into these habits of drinking at home. I, you know, I've got lots of friends who drink you know, we'll drink six cans of cider at night, you know, and not think about it mm. and be per- almost seem perfectly sober. Obviously, they're not probably that healthy. And we, you know, actually, speaking to them, we cut out a lot of alcohol recently and we've not dropped loads of weight. But um, the fact is, mentally, though, for, you know, myself, I've always said this, and I always say this to when people talk about going for drinks after work, I said, look, I'm an all-nothing type person. I can't just go have one drink with you after work. 
it will turn into ten. <laughs> I will not drive and drink even one. You know, some people are like, oh, you can have one drink. I'm like, I can't. It's not it's not my personality to do that. So I'd rather not drink yeah. than have just one. But, you know, it doesn't, you know, before you know it, like one for me always becomes, you know, at least five to ten. <laughs> you know, a quiet drink, I've never had, you know, let's go for a quiet drink. Okay. And it ends up two days later, I'm in, <laughs> you know, in a foreign country living at large. You know, but that's, you know, I'm, you know, no, I, you're aware it's, of I'm that. an all or nothing. Yeah. I'm, you know, I can't just, and I've been, my younger days, I'd fall for it. Yeah, I go for a quiet drink. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's just gone crazy. And so now, as a, you know, as a slightly more responsible older person, I'm like, I'm not even going to have one. I'm like, I'd rather go out and not drink at all and, and just drive and be the designated driver. Unless I'm actually going out, out. If it's a wedding, sort of birthday, former players function at a rugby club I've been invited to, those sort of things, vice president's dinner of a rugby club, those are the sort of things I go to knowing I'm going to spend all day drinking. Mm. And I, I will go to the gym first thing in the morning, I will have plenty of protein prior to that. Normally a lot of those functions have meals, yeah. so yeah. I'm eating and then, you know, and I eat and drink at the same time. So. But I will not just sit at home drinking and I will not ever go out for just one drink. Yeah, well, that, I think that's so great that you know yourself. Yeah. I think yeah. so many people don't. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you've got to, with alcohol, it's, and, then, and I think you've kind of understanding how it works on you as well. So for both men and women, when you drink it, you have like an acute, so it's just like a short-lived phase where your testosterone increases. That's why guys get pretty aggressive when they drink. Oh. Um, you then you got to hit the gym. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a couple of drinks in. <laughs> Pre-workout. So you know, just understanding yeah. how that kind of works on you, but then also like, well, for men and women, after that, you know, it has negative impacts on your testosterone because mm. it increases the activity of an enzyme called aromatase, which is yeah. um, changing your testosterone into estrogen. You know, so th- and women we need testosterone as well so you in both men and women long-term drinking you are going to see decreases in testosterone so whilst men are like but you know i'm feeling all this you know aggression and whatever that's acute it's very short-lived yeah it's very short-lived but then it spins around the other way so what you'll see i've seen this especially you know just from all fijians under a bus but if you ever watch a group of fijians drinking (laughs) no They go through the emotions really quickly. Yeah. So like, one minute they're like super happy, so you minute it's all fighting, and then it's all tears. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, that happens in quite, you know, yeah. they're not big drinkers for Gian, so yeah. some are, but majority are. You go hard early, though, so it's hard to know if they're big drinkers. But, uh, but they go through the emotions quite quickly. There's you know, a period of aggression and fighting. Yeah. There's, you know, happy aggression, sadness. And, you know, and that's, and that's generally the life cycle if you watch anyone out there drinking. You know, there is this initial, everyone wants to fight, and at the end, it's all, like, sadness. Yeah, let's be friends. That's when it's quite entertaining being, like, the designated driver. You're just watching your your friends being, like, this is very entertaining. But it's, you know, that's where, you know, if you are noticing, like, you're not seeing any changes in your body composition, or your body composition is going the other way, like, for guys, if you're getting man boobs, um, you know, for, for women, yeah. you just can't, you know, you're getting a lot of cellulite, you just, you know, not getting that muscle tone. 
that's a major reason why yeah. and that can even be like one drink a day like we were saying don't think that that's not having an impact on you and here's the thing you know guys and girls most using steroids it's just, so you know with a vast amount of testosterone in your body a lot of people obviously got high aromatization to estrogen anyway mm. a lot of guys using steroids depending on what compounds they're using etc if you then throw alcohol into the mix yes yeah it's it's one you know it's you know, it could get a bit chaotic but the main thing is you get a suddenly big influx of estrogen if you're a regular steroid user drinker which you do see like especially in young people nowadays in the mm -hmm. uk young guys who want to look ripped all year and big and massive they end up with gynecomastia quite quickly yeah. and yeah when i was younger guys who were using steroids were either dormant we're just big guys or bodybuilders and you know bodybuilders yeah true you never saw so much guy though true, true, true. and but now you look around and i see a lot of young guys it's almost, TV, whatever, it's almost recreational of, yeah well yeah and yeah. early signs of guy though because what they're doing is they're getting taking those steroids to go to ibiza Do summer yeah <laughs> summer parties smashing the alcohol and the recreational drugs and you know, in their physiques, we're having a lot of aromatization symptoms. It's not necessarily guy, but it could be anything from yeah. acne to yeah, various. Yeah. So, you know, if people are gonna, you know, be using steroids, you've got to be even more mindful of, you know, as we say, you know, for people using steroids, it should be the top of their. You should have everything else in check first, and one of those is probably to sort of stop drinking. That's why you see a lot of the top bodybuilders don't drink. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you know, we don't. We just don't drink because they know it's of no benefit to their goal of being the biggest and freakiest. Yeah, and the fact is, it's just going to add issues. Yeah, and I think just sports people in general, it's. You find most will drink, you know, maybe off season or during celebrations after winning or something. It's because they know the effects it it'll have on your performance in general. So and that's something that's changed in rugby over the years. It used to be. Oh yeah, rugby was. Uh... Yeah, geez, like I used to play senior <laughs> rugby at fifteen, like yeah. adult rugby at fifteen, and my first few games we got paid in beer. We had beer tokens. <laughs> like, you know, we used to get paid and. But beer tokens, so you play and they give you like five free beers. That's great at 15. Yeah. Uh, but it was just beer. It wasn't like, you know, you yeah. couldn't hit the top shelf. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, everyone was keeping an eye on you. But the fact is, over the years, I still see and I look at players coming off and they're, you know, we're going to have an electrolyte drink first. And yeah, yeah. The meal choices are now much more balanced. It's just, you know. So things are changing and people are realising it's still probably a bit more of a drinking culture in rugby than other sports. Sure. But looking at the top level of rugby in the UK, you'll see you know, you'll, there is a big change. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's people, you know, generally understanding health and a lot of the top players. You know, a lot of uh, internationals and top players may not drink. So, you know, obviously there's plenty that do, but it's, you know, before we start drinking, we will have a rehydration and everything else, you know. There are a few probably still drinking, we're changing, we think one, like something major, but that's more of a celebration, so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, so like we are saying, like, you, you make the choice, and like if I have clients who've got 
thyroid issues, then it's like, that's yeah. a big no-no. Like, no, yeah. like, you've really got to think about it because it can, if you remember from previous episodes, like the conversion of your inactive thyroid hormone to the active thyroid happens in the liver. It's not going to be doing that if your liver is busy trying to get rid of alcohol oh. <laughs> the whole time. So you're going to have a poor conversion rate. And the active T3 is what your body's recognizing for metabolism and everything else. And alcohol can also decrease your TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone, which is telling your thyroid to produce these hormones. So it's a double whammy there. And then if you have estrogen dominance on top of that, that's going to negatively impact your thyroid too. So there's a lot going on. It can also increase your cortisol levels, which is going to again have an impact on both your thyroid and your sex hormones. So, you know, it's it, it's a sort of a perfect storm there. Yeah. If you have issues going on, it's just going to make them so much worse. So you've really got to sit We're and think. We're not even talking about blood pressure yet. You know, oh, well, you, yeah. You, you, you look, go for it. Work, your kidneys have to do. Yeah. You know, so when you're thinking about it, you know, your kidneys. Sorry, just uh, talking of kidneys, I'm just going to turn my kidneys <laughs> off. I'm just cooking some. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I was wondering where that was going. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so when you think about it, you know, your kidneys are a big impactor on your blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, your kidneys are washing your blood, but, but they're part of the detoxing process. Mm. So, you know, you're pushing more fluids through your kidneys, especially since, you know, alcohol's a diuretic. You're pushing a lot of fluid through a lot of toxins, you know, your liver and your kidneys are washing your blood and fluids you know the kidneys have only got so much work in them yeah and you know it's yeah it's i mean don't repair like the liver does and that can affect blood pressure and you know because as we say yeah if you've already got like high blood pressure and you're drinking your kidneys already having to work a lot harder to deal with high blood pressure and yeah yeah, you know, you got to imagine, you know, people should, should imagine, like, the kidneys are like a giant sieve. Mm. And with that, you know, if those little porous holes get blocked up or closed up, it's a lot harder for that blood to pass through those, you know, through the, the sieve. You know, and that's why, you know, high blood pressure damages kidneys. But alcohol on top of that is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you you you're pushing more fluid through those kidneys, which therefore is driving up blood pressure, causing more kidney damage, dealing which is struggling with your high blood pressure already. Mm. So, you know, you're like, you know, the liver's your main driver, but you know, you've got your kidneys as well, and kidneys, as we said, don't rejuvenate. That's so interesting that they don't. And I mean, it's great news that your liver does. But again, don't take that for granted. There is a point. Don't rely on that, yeah. Yeah, There is a a point where, you know, you you can seriously damage it. Um, But yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a really great point to think about the kidneys and your blood pressure. And again, if you're someone who likes to drink, but you care about your health, we have that great episode where we're talking about how you can, you know, do your blood pressure at home, your blood glucose, and just see how alcohol affects you. You yeah. know, and your your you know your health markers, and again, also yeah. have a have a month off drinking, see mm-hmm. the difference in how you feel, and compare the physical feeling to the mental health feeling. If you feel like 
yeah, you feel healthy but depressed because you haven't, you know, you struggle to see your friends unless you're out drinking. You can wave it up against it. You know, I was listening to a podcast with, actually, it's, it's like one of these married couple ones, um, but the guy's a comedian, yeah. famous comedian, yeah. Chris Ramsey, his wife, Rosie Ramsey. And, you know, it's very, it's very funny podcast. But she was saying all she's done is she cut out a bottle of wine a week. Jesus. She drinks about a bottle of wine a week at home. She's a mum, you know, she just sits there. She has no other exercise. And she lost, you know, nearly a stone, in, half a stone in weight, which is, what, seven pounds. So that's like four, in quite, three, four kilos. Yeah. yeah. Just by cutting, a, you know, within a month <laughs> of just cutting a bottle of wine a week, purely because of all those, you know, processes... Then we get, you know, it's going to be water retention, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you're like becoming yeah, estrogen yeah. dominant. Yep, you know, yep. And all that. So just by cutting that out, I'll wait something like, mm. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. The, the water retention one is interesting as well. Like, you know, if you are, you know, in, in, you know, in a fat loss phase, like mm. it can be so frustrating. I've seen clients with that and like the scale, like it's not moving because you just have all this water retention. So again, if you drink like once a week, that's a little bit better you know so that you can actually see what's going on but what you said is so interesting like cut it out for a month and then sometimes like it's really sad like you only see your friends when you go out for drinking and like Leon and I have this issue we're like you know let's do something else like let's go for a walk or you know go to the game park it's always yeah in some well Nairobi it's always centered around drinking and if you don't drink it can be so boring because you're like oh it's crazy because even um my f- client who's a friend now we were doing the we've been shooting the podcast with him and he doesn't mm. drink either Gucci cheats on us <laughs> I mean, yeah. and yesterday we were having the same conversation and he's like he's just like and he said same thing it's like man in nairobi if you if you don't drink it's like there's, there's not do? much to do with you know if your friends it, it, i your don't friends think it's are, vastly different in the uk yeah, yeah there is things to do but because of the way the, cult, the culture yeah, is set up, yeah. it almost feels weird calling your friends up just Without... to hang out. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. my child, like guys I play rugby with for a long time. I could do that. I could just hang around. We can yeah. go get breakfast. It wouldn't, yeah. you know. There'd still be food involved. That's the only problem. It's like food. Food is fine. There has to be something <laughs> involved. But like, you know, in theory, we could go to the cinema. Yeah. We've done that, you know. Oh, yeah. A lot of friends, you know, visit like, you know, my, you know, my best mate, Baxter. You know, he comes back from Australia to visit his parents in the UK. We'll go to the gym. Yeah, go for well, a we've walk. We've been out like pub quizzing, but you know, mm. we might have a couple of drinks. We're not really drinking. Do a pub quiz. We'll say, uh, so that's slightly better. That's why because we've got kids. So he's got loads of kids now. He's got yeah. three. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's looking at what can you do. But society is weird, especially with guys. Oh, yeah. It, it seems very strange to meet up for a just coffee. to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Women yeah. can go get go go grab coffee together. Yeah, coffee and croissant. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah, let's go meet for brunch and yeah. have a you know, have a co- oh, yeah. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> guys it's you know, a bit you know, it's a bit different. It's like, you know, we, we can't for some reason can't it's, just, it's sit weird. And have a coffee just man? hang out. Yeah. Hang out and, and yeah. chat. Let's just meet up to chat, you know. Um yeah, it's always yeah, it's, you know, let's go grab a pint and have a chat. Yeah, 
there's that pint there to hide behind. Hide. So if you do talk about feelings, you can blame me alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's actually <laughs> true. It's a, it's yeah. a, I think that's I think that's a hundred percent true. It's yeah. a, it's, yeah, you it's blame a way, me alcohol. It's the way guys used to, you know, open up. It's like it, it, yeah. it's the and that's beer. the thing. It is, yeah. and it is. Yeah, used. And it's sad that it is that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Men use alcohol as a way to let their guard down with each other. But I think it's like what we said, and uh, yeah, if if you're looking to get healthier, let's say healthier, not not necessarily fit or anything. If you're looking to get healthier, I would suggest just lay off the alcohol for a while. Like, don't don't give yourself excuses like, oh, I'm going to have one drink. Just just try have a period with no alcohol and see how you feel, you know, see how you perform at work, see how you feel about training and, you know, just even see, you know, which friends you can hang out with that it was only for the alcohol and which ones you actually like to hang out with. And I think that when you do that, it, it helps a lot of people just figure themselves out and understand how alcohol affects them and there's nothing wrong with doing that but i think if your purpose is to get healthier you you need periods where it's like you know what i'm i'm not going to drink any alcohol for a while just to see yeah that's that's what i'd say like See, I can go whole months without drinking. Yeah, you know. oh yeah, we <laughs> quite regularly Easy, do. You just get yeah. months and months. Like when you're filling in medical forms, it's like how much do you drink a week? It's like, well, I don't. It's like once a year. But there might be a week occasionally where I drink, you know, and I drink a lot. Yeah. But in that, because it's a one one thing, um, so it's like you know, I always find it really hard to fill those forms in because it's not that. Um, yeah, because yeah, it always says, oh, do not drink. Do you drink? Once a week, it's like, well, no, neither for two. Rarely, yeah. Like, I don't don't understand what these questions are. You know, it's got to be a better scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the fact is, yeah, I go whole months without drinking, and it doesn't bother me at all. Um, And I, I think again, like being in in this industry for us, it is easier. Like people do look at us, and they're like, oh yeah, you don't drink, that's okay. We're kind of, it's just. I don't know. People the don't outliers. push. Yeah, we don't push us. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. But I think like you have to stand up for yourself as well. Like peer yeah. pressure. Like oh, you're so boring. You don't drink. But you know, have your goals and your your priorities clear. If people are like that, maybe they shouldn't be your friends. Yeah. Um, if that's all that's important to them. And well, and also, what? Where's it coming from, Ben? I know yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. When we say, oh, you're not drinking. So, and then go, well, you know, you, you, know, you feel free to drink. If you need yeah. someone else to drink with, that means that's a slight problem. You're not drinking because you necessarily want to drink. You're drinking because, there's, you, know, you, you know, you're trying to fill something. Um, and that's the thing, you know, also, you know, as we said before, look for other ways to hang out and meet. Like, the gym's brilliant. Yeah, train, you know, you train with a friend, and even if you're at different levels, you know, you, you can help them or vice versa. And just, yeah, it's a good time to just chat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. gym, or just, yeah, yeah, go for walks. That's always fun as well. And... Yeah, I guess it's, it's oh, just more... Hello. Yeah. Oh, you back. There you are. Yeah. I, I don't know where I went. Well, you, I think it's you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Our internet's behaving today. I don't even know if you can blame oh, us. I didn't even say anything bad on mine. That's yeah. Yeah. Bad, so. yeah, yeah just, the uh, alcohol gods are watching. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, so I was Cancel saying, you know, find other ways to hang out. Like, you know, 
training with some you know guys training together is a good way in between sets you can chat you know after before you don't you know you don't necessarily need to drink and i think that's something that culture needs to change you know go out for a hike chat you know go for a walk somewhere you know walk and talk you know you don't need to have alcohol and i think it's because of people's anxiety that a lot of people need to have alcohol to feel confident and comfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah that that is and, so true yeah you know, that's an underlying issue then yeah you should probably be working on rather than masking yeah no i agree yeah. with that so i mean the bottom line here is alcohol if you it is not good for your you physical health ment- and mental health for some people and as much as we are always striving for balance if you have certain conditions if you have high blood pressure if you have thyroid disease if you have sex hormone balances if you're looking to have a baby men and women drinking alcohol you know sometimes you just have to have these you know hard lines with yourself it's not going to do you any favors at all um and then so if you do choose to drink it's better to drink less frequently um Mm. and then you know like our tips hydrate Get in your electrolytes. Have a protein shake if you want. You know, make sure you've eaten well. And (laughs) get in your kebabs, get in your protein. And just again, it's always that informed choice. You know, you're making that decision. You know what it's going to do to your body, your performance, your health goals. And if that's okay with you, you know, it's a one-off social occasion, whatever, then, you know, you've, you've made that choice. And that, you know, as always, is the bottom line that you know what's going on with you. And if it's worth it, and that's fine. And like, you know, we're all human. I, I like the odd drink now and then. Andy knows himself really well. He has his times out with his friends. Leon will go out. He'll have, I mean, you know, we drink a lot. Yeah, don't, and, and like don't people do don't much. force you anymore. They know that yeah, you've got to got be, tired. I think, very <laughs> firm with, you know, where you stand. And don't yeah. feel bad. Don't feel peer, peer pressured into drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It is about being able to say no yeah if you don't want to yeah just it's it's hard but it does get easier yes yeah. yeah, well, yeah after you go out a few times you like no oh, okay thanks yeah. You learn, you know? yeah i find it hard with tin coffee because i don't drink tin coffee <laughs> the same people have known this for years he will still ask me if i want a cup of tea I'm like i don't drink tea or coffee like, oh yeah okay. have a monster yeah <laughs> like, look at me weird it's like yeah but the fact is that yeah, is weird which... andy yeah <laughs> Like, it's like we're meeting never. Andy, guys. Carry a pre-workout. He doesn't have coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just have a, yeah, just, I'll have or a, a water. I always say I'll just have a water, thanks. Yeah. 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 You know, and then it can... I don't know, and it's just... I think, again, like, we've we've done it so often, like, our friends know us and our circle of friends doesn't drink anyway. So it's often, yeah, just taking a long, hard look at your life and seeing, yeah, is alcohol covering for something, you know what is it saying about my life and but if you're someone who's just enjoying it now and then you know that's absolutely yeah. fine but here's a pro tip if you don't want people to pester you for to drink tell them you're a covering alcoholic watch <laughs> how quickly they will look after you make sure you've got a soft drink oh nice <laughs> recovering alcoholic side yeah Come, i can't drink no one asks you again <laughs> no one after that they honestly they will treat you with kid gloves they will make sure they don't pressure you at yeah. all oh gosh pro, pro tip uh, I've never done it, but yeah. I think it would work. I mean, like when I like I've met, you know, I've, 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 I know people that are covering alcoholics, and you know, you purposely go, 
right, let's not make it about the alcohol. And then, what can we get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you got soft drinks. So I think if you just told someone that, especially if you didn't know you that well, it'd be great. Yeah. Easy. And that's what's great about being pregnant as well. I mean, you can actually drink when you're pregnant. I mean, that's totally up to you. Yeah, that's, yeah, so but that's a different a story. But it's great. Like, yeah, there's zero expectations. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and people look after you and make sure you got oh, a seat and stuff yeah, it's, so, it's nice. great i'm like this can continue yeah. like you know like oh i can't go out i'm really tired no problem yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we understand unlike yeah. when it's you know you're not pregnant like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah now you're now you're back to being boring again oh but anyway so hope <sighs> hope this episode's been useful for you and yeah just informed choice <laughs>